Ruth chapter 2. Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Ruth the Moabites said to Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I find favour. She said to her, Go, my daughter. She went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, May Yahweh be with you. They answered him, May Yahweh bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant who was set over the reapers, Whose young lady is this? The servant who was set over the reapers answered, It is the Moabite lady who came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued even from the morning until now, except that she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, don't go to glean in another field, and don't go from here, but stay here close to my maidens. Let your eyes be on the field that they reap, and go after them. Haven't I commanded the young men not to touch you? When you are thirsty, go to the vessels, and drink from that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favour in your sight, that you should take knowledge of me, since I am a foreigner? Boaz answered her, I have been told about all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father, your mother, and the land of your birth, and have come to a people that you didn't know before. May Yahweh repay your work, and a full reward be given to you from Yahweh, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, Let me find favour in your sight, my Lord, because you have comforted me, and because you have spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not as one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here, and eat some bread, and dip your morsel in the vinegar. She sat beside the reapers, and they passed her parched grain. She ate, was satisfied, and left some of it. When she had risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and don't reproach her. Also, pull out some for her from the bundles, and leave it. Let her glean, and don't rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and she beat out about what she had gleaned about an ephah of barley. She took it up and went into the city. Then her mother-in-law saw that she had gleaned, and she brought out and gave to her what she had left after she had enough. Her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? Where have you worked? Blessed be he who noticed you. She told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by Yahweh, who has not abandoned his kindness to the living and to the dead. Naomi said to her, The man is a close relative to us, one of our near kinsmen. Ruth the Moabites said, Yes, he said to me, You shall stay close to my young men until they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his maidens, and that they not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close to the maidens of Boaz to glean to the end of the barley harvest and of the wheat harvest, and she lived 
with her mother-in-law. So in the, the, law, the laws of Israel, which we've covered in the early books, like Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, there was an allowance for the poor. So the poor would be allowed to harvest the edges of the field. So Boaz is someone who's planted a big crop and a lot of people in Israel would plant crops in their inheritance. And, but they weren't allowed to harvest the margins. You know that the scraggly bits all around the outside were left. And the poor were allowed to come according to the law of God and they were allowed to harvest that section. So this is God's poverty program. <laughs> and um, the, the thing about it, what's so good about that is not only was there an allowance for the poor, but the poor had to work for it. And um, so it's, it's very easy in, in countries like uh, with social security programs, and there are a lot of them where people are helped and that's great, but they don't have to do anything in some cases. And that's not good because people, if they're unemployed for a long time, can fall into a, they can fall into a trap of, of losing all motivation and, and then it's hard to get work. And then when they do get work, it's hard to keep it because they don't feel like working. So, and it's also good for the dignity of the poor to have work. So God, you know, he thinks of everything. And so he, in the laws, he allowed for this. And so Ruth and Naomi, they come back from Moab and they're poor. They don't have anything. Usually, in most cases, the, the husband was the one that provided. And so if these are two widows, they have no husbands. And they've got to figure things out on their own. And how are they going to do it? Well, this, is, this gleaning on the edge of the field is a great way. They have dignity because they can demonstrate they work hard and they get provided for. And it's the, it's the mercy and the grace of God. And um, now I, what I noticed in this chapter was that Ruth says to her mother-in-law, Naomi, can I go and harvest in the field? So she asks for permission. And I thought this was very cool um, because I guess for starters, that's very considerate. She's not expecting her mother-in-law to do it who's probably you know, more elderly, um, she's willing to go do it on her own, and that's very considerate and, and nice. But I think what's very, very cool is to look at it from a spiritual analogy like a church. Um, as a pastor, you know, I, over the years, I've been, always encouraged people to go and harvest. <laughs> and harvesting from a pastor's point of view is you know, being a witness, sharing the gospel, loving the lost, you know, telling them about Christ, bringing them in, you know, inviting people to church events. People are so scared. They're so nervous. They don't want to. They don't want to stick their head up too far, you know. And I understand that you know you don't want to to stand out too much because people make fun of you. I understand all of that. Spiritually, in our modern world, harvesting, you know, going out and, and bringing people in for Christ, it's hard work. And and of course, harvesting the way that Ruth did it was hard work too. You know, this first day in the fields, which was described for us here in this chapter, was a hard day's labor. And there are a lot of people in the world who live like this. They live in still the, the old-fashioned way of harvesting. If you go to Sri Lanka like I did in, in when was it, 2003? And I remember driving from Colombo up to Candy, and as you go through on the road, on the highways, on the side of the highways are field after field of people um, you know, working in the rice fields, bending over in the sun all day long. So that's normal. People all around the world work hard 
And particularly in um, poorer countries, they work very hard. So we don't, we don't kid ourselves that harvesting is hard work. But what's very cool about this is Ruth not only considers her mother-in-law, but she asks for permission to harvest. How rare is it for people in the church? <laughs> I'm not speaking of our church specifically, but in the body of Christ in general, to say to their pastors, can I go out and harvest, please? <laughs> and looking for opportunities to bring people to Christ, it's not as common as you think. Most people are quite scared. And so I think there's something wonderful about it when someone recognizes that, you know, that there's a need for the harvest. And uh, when they do that, the Lord helps them. And that's what happens in this chapter. Ruth goes out, but she finds that she gets unexpected help. Boaz notices her, you know, who is that? You know, and tells the men, you know, pull out some extra grain for her and leave it for her. And she, she gets fed. She gets cared for. She gets protected. All these things happen to her because she's a willing harvester. And you know, when someone has a heart for the gospel and a heart for the lost, they get the assistance of the Lord in unexpected ways. So it's a great thing. And Boaz is a picture of Christ. And so we're getting the Lord's assistance. And so I think all of that is very, very cool and an encouragement to us to be people who work in the harvest fields. Finally, at the end of this chapter, um, uh, Ruth gets some advice. She gets some advice from Boaz and he says to her, stay in my field and I will look after you. And, um, but she also gets the same advice from her mother-in-law who says, you know, stay close to him. And so Ruth has found somewhere safe to work and the advice is to stay with him. And Boaz, as a picture of Christ to us, it's, it reminds me of what Jesus said to the disciples in John chapter 15. He said to his disciples, abide in me. And he said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will bear much fruit. We're told in the New Testament to stay near Christ. Just like Ruth was told to stay near Boaz, we're told to stay in the field of Christ. And Ruth stayed in Boaz's field and because of that, she was fruitful. She brought home a lot of the wheat and a lot of the harvest, or barley, sorry, for her mother-in-law. Their needs were met. Uh, even more than what they needed was met. And we're told by the Lord in John 15 that if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit. <laughs> so we'll not only have our needs met, but we will be a great blessing to other people. And uh, the book of Ruth is a wonderful book. It, when you just read it, you think it's a story only, but it, it's so deep because it's a picture of Jesus and the church. You know, the church is Ruth. Jesus is um, it's Boaz, the mother-in-law, uh, Naomi. She's the Holy Spirit, you know. She's helping Ruth to, to tell her what to do. <laughs> Holy Spirit helps us, the whole thing is so wonderful. And as we stay close to Christ, as we work for him in his field, we find that all of our needs are met and more. So there's a lot to be thankful for. And Father, we are thankful. We are thankful for one, the scriptures, which speak to us of Christ and show us Christ so clearly. But we're thankful too that we have Christ. We thank, we thank you, Lord, that we have one that meets all our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh, our God, our provider. We thank you that we have a Holy Spirit that, that guides us and leads us and help us, Lord, to stay close to you always. Give us a heart for the harvest and a heart for the lost, a heart for the gospel. Lord, may we bear much fruit for the glory of Christ, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.